takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Alright everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today to talk a little Islanders hockey and thank you for always making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and that does now include YouTube, so check us out there. Just do a search for Locked On Islanders. The Islanders fall to the San Jose Sharks in overtime 2-1, to one, but hey, Eight games without a point, an overtime loss is at least progress. And we'll talk about a few other reasons why this game was really showing some progress for the New York Islanders, even though they are clearly not where they want to be just yet. But uh, reasons for optimism, we'll talk about that. We'll have our key takeaways from the game, and we'll preview Saturday's game in Detroit, Sunday's home game against the Chicago Blackhawks. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more coming up on this episode of the show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to email us. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, We are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings, injury updates, who's returning from the COVID list, all that stuff. We also, uh, I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders game so uh, make sure you join us for that and feel free to reach out and, and you know, comment and, and love interacting with listeners and fans during the game and really anytime. So feel free to contact me via Twitter as well. Let's get down to business. Islanders fall to the San Jose Sharks 2-1 to in overtime. But you know what? At least the Islanders got their first point at UBS Arena and, you know, There were, as I said, some reasons for optimism in this game. And let's start with the biggest takeaway. Ilya Sorokin has been outstanding. And he made 33 saves in this game, stopped a few breakaway chances, made some real quality saves, Couldn't do anything about either one of the two goals that were let in. It was an odd man rush, more or less, on the game winner. And a rebound uh, on on the other goal that tied it at 1-1. That one wasn't officially a power play goal, but it was scored one second after a power play expired. So it wasn't officially a power play goal, but it was a goal set up by what the Sharks did on the power play. So, 
the big reason in my mind for optimism is this. The Islanders played a lot more Islander-like hockey. And what, what do I mean by Islander-like hockey? Well, for one thing, uh, the Islanders' defense was, while not outstanding, it wasn't as sloppy as it has been in recent games. And obviously, getting Andy Green back in the lineup uh, definitely was certainly a step in the right direction. You also got Adam Pellick back in the lineup. And all of a sudden, you had four NHL caliber defensemen instead of two or one. That certainly makes a difference. I mean, you had Pellick, Mayfield, Dobson, and Green out there, along with Sebastian Ajo and Grant Hutton. Little surprise that it was <clears throat> Hutton over Sallow, but that was the choice. And, uh, you know, Hutton played okay. No, no big complaints. But, look, less turnovers in the Islanders' zone, less sloppiness there, uh, less blatant blowing of coverage. The two goals, again, not a lot that could have been done. The overtime goal, the game winner, I think was the most disappointing because two players, Bavillier uh, and Palmieri, both deep. They get caught deep on that play. And uh, as a result of getting caught deep, you go back the other way with a a two-on-one, and, and and essentially that ends the game. So, you know, Pajot and Bavillier, sorry, uh, didn't mean to uh, get Palmieri in there, but it was Pajot and Bavillier caught up ice, creates the breakaway. Still some problems, offense still lacking, but there were some opportunities out there. The Matthew Barzal goal, the Islanders, believe it or not, ever lead in a game at UBS Arena was a positive, only a minute four into the game, sparked the crowd, sparked the Islanders, but then here is the problem. One thing the Islanders did do throughout this game, they took three penalties in this game, three, right? All three of them, careless, stupid penalties. You had a too many men on the ice penalty that led to the first Sharks goal. Again, too many men on the ice, just sloppy changes, not smart, crisp hockey. And maybe that's a little bit understandable when you've had so many players out of the lineup and you still not don't have your regular line combinations. Casey Sezik is still out of the lineup. Obviously, Ryan Pulak, Brock Nelson still out of the lineup. So that's something. The second penalty, goalie interference on J.G. Pajot, which really was almost like a mugging out there. Sloppy penalty. The third penalty in the second period, Zach Parise shooting the puck over the glass inside his own zone. Again, he was one step away from the blue line. It was a nonchalant, indifferent, you know, kind of careless play by Parise. And when you have no goals this season, yeah, that's, that's not going to go over well uh, with the coaching staff and with your teammates. So, yeah, that was a problem. A couple of guys did real well in the faceoff circle. Matthew Barzal winning 8 out of 10 for 80%. J.G. Pajot winning 14 out of 20 for 70%. And then on the other side, Otto Koivula. Look, we know he's young. He's inexperienced. 
one out of eight in the faceoff circle, a 12.5% win rate. That's not going to get it done. Uh, with Sezikis uh, out of the lineup, Andy Andreoff comes in and stays at center on the fourth line, and Andreoff did okay. You know, no, no complaints about his play, but uh, overall, just sort of a slog. Uh, offensively for the Islanders. And again, you look at the shot on goal totals. Josh Bailey, no shots. Anthony Bevilier, one shot on goal. Uh, One shot on goal for Anders Lee. Oliver Wallstrom had two. You know, it, it really wasn't a complete effort. No Islander player had more than three shots on goal, and that was Zach Parise and Adam Pellick, who had three each. The guys who were back in the lineup seemed to play well. Didn't seem to be all that affected by their time off. But overall, uh, a better effort, a step in the right direction. And now the question becomes, can you build on this? Three games in four nights now. You have Friday off. You come back and play Saturday and Sunday. There's going to be a lot of those situations where you're playing a lot of games, you know, two two games in back-to-back nights, three and four, three and five, four and six. Islanders have to get used to it, and they have to deliver. We'll see if they could do it. When we come back, more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We're going to preview both of this weekend's games. We have the Friday game uh, in uh, Detroit against the Red Wings, the Saturday game at home against the Blackhawks. We'll preview them both, and... We have a whole lot more to come, so stay with us right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Um, Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or not for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. All right, so two games coming up this weekend, as we mentioned, and I'll tell you something else. Both of these games give the Islanders a pretty good chance to to win. Uh, neither of these teams are overwhelming, but look, Detroit is improved. I think Chicago is sort of recovering from all the scandals that they dealt with earlier in the year, but neither of these teams are, uh, you know, top contenders in their divisions right now. And uh, can the Islanders get some points? Yeah, this weekend they can. Should they? Can they? I hope so, because they really need to. Uh, Let's look at Detroit first. The Red Wings right now coming off a 4-3 shootout win over the Seattle Kraken. That was uh, on Wednesday. 
And uh, they have now won four straight games. So Detroit sort of finding itself right now. And uh, Alex uh, Nedeljokovic is their goalie with Tomas Grice, the former Islander, also getting some time. Right now it's 11 starts for Grice, 13 for Nedeljokovic. Uh, you know, don't know who the Islanders are going to see on Saturday, but either way, right now, Detroit struggling in the goals against area. They are 26th in the league in goals against out of 32 teams. They're in the a little ahead of the middle of the pack in goals scored at 13. Both special teams, however, are vulnerable. 24th on the power play, just a 15.6% success rate, and 25th on the PK with a 77.1% percent success rate and let's let's face it playing a team that is struggling on the PK gives the Islanders power play a chance to start to maybe do something they didn't do a lot against San Jose and and I'll say something else after watching the game and the Islanders penalty kill was okay except you know the one goal that came one second after the power play expired But the Islanders can learn something from watching what the Sharks did on the power play. They moved the puck quickly, passed it around the perimeter, moved around, set up chances, and really, if the Islanders can duplicate some of what they saw San Jose do, uh, I think they could benefit from it. Right now, for the Red Wings, Lucas Raymond and Dylan Larkin each have 10 goals. Tyler Bertuzzi has 9, and Vladimir Nemestikov has 8. So they're spreading the scoring around. Raymond leads all Red Wings players with 22 points. Larkin right behind with 21. Bertuzzi with 18. And Mortiz Sider has 16 points, including a team-leading 14 assists. Let's look at the line combinations for Detroit. The top line is Dylan Larkin, Robbie Fabry, and Lucas Raymond with uh, Pius Suter, Philippe Zadina, and uh, Giovanni Smith on either side of him. Michael Rasmussen is the third line center with Nemestikov and Adam Ernie on either side of him, and Carter Roney with Sam Gagne and Kyle Crisculio. Chris Cuolo are on his wings. Jordan uh, Osterley is on the top defense pair with Moritz Snyder, a cider. Nick Letty, the former Islander, is on the second pair, just like he was with the Isles. Philip Ronick is his partner. And Mark Stahl, the former Ranger, uh, is with paired with Gustav Lindstrom on the third pairing. Uh, again, we mentioned the two goaltenders. A lot of injuries right now, though. Jakob Vrana. On the IR, as is Troy Stetcher, uh, Mitchell Stevens, Dan DeKaiser day-to-day, Joe Valino day-to-day, and Tyler Bertuzzi uh, has been day-to-day, so we'll keep an eye on their status heading into this game. The Islanders have got to take advantage of the inconsistent defense of the Detroit Red Wings and their power play and needs to take advantage and start to get itself into gear I think the Islanders did a much better job against San Jose of clogging up the neutral zone, of not making costly turnovers. That has to continue when the Islanders hit the ice against Detroit on the road on Saturday. And uh, yeah, that that's going to be an important game for the Islanders. It is, by the way, a 7 p.m. start on 
Saturday. Sunday, the Islanders return home and they face the Chicago Blackhawks. And, you know, the Blackhawks will be playing uh, the New York Rangers on Saturday at Madison Square Garden. So even though, uh, you know, both teams are playing back-to-back, it's the Blackhawks that actually have less travel time, uh, you know, distance and time than the Islanders will heading into this game. Uh, Blackhawks right now uh, have won three out of their last five, but they've alternated win-loss, win-loss, win Uh, We'll see what they do this weekend at the Garden on Saturday evening and then at the UBS Arena Sunday, 7.30 p.m. start in that game. As for the Blackhawks, uh, a lot of familiar names, but some unfamiliar names as well. Their starting goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury. The backup is Kevin Lankinen. We don't know which one of them we'll see, but the Blackhawks struggling defensively uh, 23rd in the league in goals against, 30th in goals for. So you see this team struggling. The Blackhawks' penalty kill is pretty good. They're ninth in the league, but the power play is just 23rd. The leading scorer, a familiar name, Patrick Kane, six goals, 18 points. The leading goal scorer, Alex Debrinkit, he has 12, followed by Brandon Hagel with seven. Seth Jones has a team leading 15 assists. And he is second on the team with 17 points. Uh, as far as the goalies go, Flurry 5-9-0 and oh, with a 2-9-1 goals against and a 9-14 save percentage. Those are not the typical numbers that Flurry was putting up in Vegas or in Pittsburgh. And for Lankinen, uh, a 3.20 goals against average and an 8.88 save percentage. So again, an opportunity for the Islanders' offense to start to click a little bit. As far as the line combinations, Taves centers Hagel and Kane on the top line. Kirby Dock is the second line center with Debrinkat and Dylan Strom on either side of him. Henrik Borgstrom is the third line pivot. Dominic Kubalak, Kubalik and Yahar Kaira are on his wings. And Reese Johnson is the fourth line center with Josiah Slavin and Ryan Carpenter flanking him. Eric Gustafson and Seth Jones, a solid top defense pairing. Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy are the second grouping, while Wyatt uh, Kalniuk and Caleb Jones are the third pairing. Injuries right now, uh, yeah, there's a few. Calvin DeHaan, the former Islander, uh, def- the former defense uh, Islander defenseman, he's day-to-day, as is Riley Stillman, while Mackenzie Enstwistle is on IR, so we'll keep an eye open for that. Look, Islander fans, you get two points this weekend. That's a good step forward. You get three or more points. That's a heck of a weekend, and and maybe it means that the Islanders are starting to get back into the groove, and I, I at least have reason for hope after watching this game against San Jose that when the Islanders players come back and get back into the fully healthy and get their full strength back, this team will at least be competitive game in and game out. For the last four games before last night, you know, this team didn't have enough players to field a competitive team. That's not an issue anymore. So now the Islanders have to go out and prove that they can still get it done. We've got more to talk about on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and some more thoughts heading into the weekend. So all that and more still to come 
on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive the bonus. Yes. BetOnline.ag will give you free money to bet on site, a 50% welcome bonus, matching your first deposit, 50%, just because you listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast. And from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. You get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy on Cyber Monday. That's 20% off site-wide and even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has just landed in time for Cyber Monday. Get it while it lasts. Caramel Almond Delight, and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone, and each bar has just 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. Or maybe this season, you could be craving white chocolate. Well, for a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. The yummy protein-filled treat is filled with a marshmallowy center, and it's covered in white chocolate, Just 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off of everything. Head to Built.com, enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. All right, time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And we're going to go take a little step back. In Islanders history, uh, we want to wish a very happy 40th birthday, and we are a day late. The birthday was actually Thursday, but there were so many Thursday birthdays this week. Uh, Thomas pa- uh, Pock, the former Islanders defenseman, uh, native of Klangenfurt, Austria, and uh, started his pro career there, then came to UMass Amherst for Uh, four seasons, and then joined the New York Rangers late in the 2003-2004 season. Stayed there through 2007-2008, joined the Islanders for 2008-2009, played 59 games with the Isles, one goal, three points, and 35 penalty minutes, then headed back to uh, Switzerland, Sweden, and Austria, and he finished his professional hockey career after the 2016-2017 season. More of a defensive defenseman, 6'1", 202. Pac had pretty good size and, uh, you know, played more of a stay-at-home game. In his NHL career, just 118 games, 8 goals, 17 points, 55 penalty minutes, played four playoff games, had three assists, all of those coming in 2007 with the New York Rangers. Uh, Most of his career really played in Europe. Uh, And we're going to go back and look at one of his more memorable games with the Islanders. January 3rd, 2009 at the HP Pavilion in San Jose. 
The Islanders go with Joey McDonald in between the pipes, where future Islander Evgeny Nabokov was the goalie for the Sharks, and it was the Sharks getting on the board early. Ryan Klo, his 16th from Milan Mahalik, and that made it a one to nothing lead for uh, San Jose. Mike Greer made it 2-0 in the closing seconds of the period, and that was certainly frustrating for the Islanders. They trailed 2-0. Marcel Gotch and Jonathan Chichu with the assist. Isles down by two after one. Dan Boyle extended the Sharks' lead in the second period. His 12th, Chichu and Joe Thornton uh, with the assist at 7:51, and then the Islanders started to rally. Richard Park, his 10th from Mark Streit and Trent Hunter, Made it 3-1 at 16.04 of the second. That was the score after two periods. Mike Greer made it 4-1 San Jose. Chichu and Rob Blake with the assists at 12.22. But then the Islanders get back into the game. And uh, they do it with Brandon Witt in the box for high sticking. Tim Jackman, his second of the year, shorthanded. Richard Park with the assist at 16.50. Two minutes, seven seconds later, Thomas Pock, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his first and only goal as an Islander, Trent Hunter and Richard Park with the assist at 18:57. That made it a one-goal game, made it four to three Sharks. But Patrick Marlowe put home an empty netter with uh, Joe Thornton and Thomas uh, Pihal uh, getting the assist. So final score in this one: five-three San Jose beating the Islanders. But look, with Thomas Pock. Not a lot of choices out there. Uh, this was his only goal as an Islander, so we, we don't do too many Islanders' losses uh, on our Islanders' birthday of the day, but we did do this one. So uh, a very happy 40th birthday for Thomas Pock. Uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Islanders showing signs of life this weekend, I think, will be pivotal. I think if the Islanders can get at least two points this weekend, there is... A lot of momentum starting to build and that this team will be just fine as they begin to claw their way back into contention. You come away with less than two points this weekend and uh, yeah, it starts to get a little dicey and we'll talk on Monday's show a little bit about both games. We'll have our key takeaways and we'll start to, to think about you know what this team is capable of over the course of this season. So, you know, still more to, to talk about, a lot more to talk about uh, on Monday's show. So make sure you join us for that. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Again, happy Hanukkah to all those who are celebrating. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.